one, one to four. Many people have set out to write accounts about the events that have been fulfilled among us. They used eyewitness reports circulating among us from the early disciples. Having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I also have decided to write an accurate account for you, most honourable Theophilus, so you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. Thank you, Margaret. Uh, when it comes to reading the Nativity story, I love reading uh, the Gospel of Luke. Uh, there's this uh, recount, uh, which is beautiful in it. And when you read the Gospel of Luke, you re realise this. It's addressed to you personally. Theophilus, those who are loved by God. And yes, there was a real Theophilus, um, a person that Luke writes us to. Um, but his name means someone beloved or loved by God. And so it's, it's beautiful, I find, when you read through God's Word, how sometimes we are told, characters are told, how um, they're to name a child so-and-so, John or Jesus. Um, and other times you realise that God let them get in there and, and the name is really important as we read through it too. So Gospel of Luke uh, is addressed to us personally, those who are loved by God. And therefore it's a very personal letter to us. Luke writes that having spent years researching, interviewing and recording the accounts from the various disciples and people who knew Jesus best and knew him intimately. So the Gospel of Luke isn't a collection of myths or stories or rumours. This is the biography of a son of God. The same one who was born in a lowly manger is also the one who healed the sick, who fed the 5,000, who baffled the religious intellects, who died and rose again, was seen alive again by so many people, not just his disciples, but many. And the one who said he would return one day. A few Sundays ago, I shared a message uh, about the central word in the lead-up to the birth of Jesus, which was the word, come. And we sing that in our carols. O come, all ye faithful. Come, let us adore him. Come, they told me, pa-ra-pum-pum-pum. And even the Christmas carols that uh, like we've sung, which aren't actually supposed to be carols, but they, we sing them now, like, Joy to the world, the Lord has come. And once we've recognized Jesus as our Lord, when we have realized the central story of Christmas is Jesus and put him above all things, then God gives us another commandment. He tells us to go. Go tell it to your families, to your neighbors, to the person on the street. Go tell it on the mountain. In the Canterbury Plains, beside the rivers and lakes and campsites, in the cities and in your homes. The instruction to go is what is called the Great Commission. We can read that in the Word. And Jesus uh, commanded his disciples with that instruction before he ascended into heaven. Let me read that from Matthew, uh, chapter 28, verses 16 to 20. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely... I am with you always, to the very end of the age. So when we celebrate Christmas, 
It's not just to remember when Jesus walked this earth and is to celebrate that God is still with us. He has given us his Holy Spirit to remain close to us as a counsellor. Christmas isn't just a celebration about a single night. It's a celebration about our eternity. And like the disciples and like Luke, we're called to tell the good news. And we can see our role portrayed in the Gospel of Luke in two ways. Luke spent years documenting the facts from the numerous interviews of those uh, who had witnessed Jesus face to face. And so one of our roles may come in the form of one being interviewed. When people have questions about our faith, then we need to be ready to give an answer uh, for what we know and accurately tell it from what the Bible says. The bits which we might struggle to explain, or maybe there are some messages in the Bible which are hard for society or for individuals to, to grasp. There are some big challenges in there. Those are the bits which we really need to take time to make sure we understand ourselves. And I think they're also the bits which are most uh, important to make sure that you share your personal journey with Christ. Just as God sent his son to be personal and relate to us, so too, when people have questions about our faith, sometimes we need to also share about what God has done in our walk, our journey with him. We, are, we too are eyewitnesses of God, still with us, and the blessings he gives to you, even in the challenging times. The other role uh, we have is in telling the good news is that of recording or presenting the gospel message. The instruction to go and tell the gospel message can come in various forms. Every time you make a cross-stitch card, or a wall hanging, a painting, a craft, write a book or a letter, a Facebook post with the Christian message, or if you're uh, using practical skills like building, landscaping, designing, serving in so many forms, raising a family, teaching, and learning. Whether you sing a hymn or write a song that glorifies God, every time you use the creative arts or any other practical skill to present Jesus Christ in the community adds to the big picture of the Great Commission. As I mentioned before, last night we had over 20 youth um, performing in dance or guitar. And uh, again, they were adding to the, the going and telling the story, the Great Commission. And all these different forms of worship show that we acknowledge this child born in one of the lowliest places, forgotten by most of the world, as our true king and saviour. But it's not just that we're doing stuff. It's about deciding to make a deliberate or intentional offering to God in what we do. And once we start making deliberate acts of praising God in, in our lives, then worshipping God in any of these ways becomes a natural part of our everyday life. St. Francis of Assisi um, is quoted as saying, preach the gospel at all times. Use words if necessary. Uh, and that's a good thing to remember. Uh, what we do and how we live will preach the gospel, the good news of Christ as Saviour at all times. But St. Francis wasn't necessarily just trying to give us an opt-out of talking and telling people uh, verbally about the good news. He was just reminding us too that there are more and more ways that we can um, serve God in that. Take time to ponder about 
the things that you just take for granted in what you do and how they are leading in the Great Commission. And as we look at ways to share the good news, don't spend time worrying about our uncertainties or our inabilities to share this message. Consider what the angel Gabriel said to Mary. He said, For the word of God will never fail. Even in our insecurities or inabilities, God's word doesn't fail. We won't let him down as we try. What skills or gifts have you been given that can be deliberately offered to God to celebrate Jesus as king in your life and that may enable you to go and tell others of the eternal gift that they cel we celebrate this day? Let's pray. Lord, thank you again for being with us, for coming here on earth, come in such a way that we can relate to you. And Lord, we pray that um, this day we take time to pause and consider things that we might be doing which do offer you uh, worship. The things that we have been putting aside and thinking, oh, maybe I'd love to do that sometime. Lord, prompt us with your Holy Spirit if it's something which we may do to um, tell others about your love, whether it's by voice or deed, through creative arts or something practical. Lord, you came to us because you love us. We thank you for that great love. Again, let us uh, worship you in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen.